0: Check, one, check, two. I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud, like, studio, audience, audio. It's the rob you, sports to show. Is that so? I got what you want The NFL means hip-hop funk And spitting sport news Get hairs the blue like a you bet in your team You know they would lose Don't get it confused I'm like Shikam Mixed with Uncle Scrooge Make duck Get bucks Watch his club What? Shine like wine from water Wake grapes R.I.P. Stew with Scott the Lake Grape And welcome back To another action-packed episode Of the Rob U Sports Stew Show NFL 2020 season Going into week 12 And let me start off by wishing everybody a happy Turkey Day, a happy Thanksgiving. And hopefully y'all enjoyed yourself, didn't eat too much. And if you did eat too much, you ready to do some exercising or you want to do something to stay active or get in shape. (laughs) Also, I just want to take a moment, a pause, just to speak out and say it's important for the black community, especially... With people saying Black Lives Matter, let's let other people know that Black Lives Matter by decreasing this black-on-black violence and put putting some of this, putting mostly in all of this violence and the killing of young black brothers and young older brothers and young brothers, the shooting of other brothers. Let's let's put an end to that. Let's decrease the violence. Let's try to let's try to have meaning, meaningful resolutions to where somebody doesn't have to lose a life. Rather, it's in the streets or in the entertainment industry, the music industry. So, just something I wanted to throw in there. Hopefully, y'all understand if y'all know what's going on right now. So, let's take a look at my Week 11 picks. And for Week 11, I was 8-5. and five. And there were some pretty close games in there and also some tricky games. But the Las Vegas Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs game... I did have the correct score only with the wrong teams and the Chiefs were able to get that victory in that high-scoring affair So that was definitely one of the top explosive games of the week and a game that I picked incorrectly, but it was a good game One of my best picks was probably the Tennessee at Ravens game I said they would score 27 points and I believe they scored 30 and the Ravens scored 24. It was an overtime game For those two AFC contenders looking to make that deep Playoff push and the Tennessee versus Ravens game ended on a in a overtime on a play where King Henry, the Titans running back, was able to get that go ahead rushing touchdown in overtime. So of course with another defeat, the Ravens are, are gonna hear some of the similar questions of is it Lamar Jackson? Is it the offense they're running? And before this game, there was even an altercation between Coach Harbaugh and some of the Tennessee Titans players, most notably Malcolm Butler. I guess the Ravens took offense to the Tennessee Titans team gathering on their logo before the game. I guess it's just to say we're gonna walk all over these guys. And then the Titan, the Ran, the Ravens, excuse me, have also been dealing with. Uh, Big increased spike of their coronavirus positive tests in the facility and on the team, including several staff and players, and I'll have more on this later. Now, another game that was very highly spoken of was the Tennessee, excuse me, the Tampa Bay Bucks losing to the Rams. Now, this is a game where I picked this game correctly as well, where I said the Raven, I said the Rams. Would win thirty over the Bucks twenty-eight, and the the Rams actually scored twenty-seven, and the Bucks scored twenty-four. Now, in this game, Tampa Bay had a chance late in the game with two minutes left for Brady to work some of that magic and come back on them. But in a play where maybe it was miscommunication, or maybe Brady was off target, Brady threw an interception late in the game, and that would have sealed the victory for the for the Rams. Now the Rams played a solid game on offense and defense. One of the, I think, one of the keys to the Rams beating the Bucks defense, I believe, was those quick outs, those quick passes where Goff wasn't holding the ball too long. Also, he was able to get the ball into the hands of those nice Rams receivers. They're quick, they're speedy, they have good hands. And I'm talking about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. They had great games and good yards after the catch. That kind of Makes it easier for the quarterback where he doesn't have to always go for the long ball with a deep bomb. So, also in that Tampa Bay Buck loss to the Rams, there's beginning to be more speculation of it, uh, the relationship of Bruce Arians and Tampa Bay. And when I say Tampa Bay, of course, I mean T- Tom Brady. And the coach has not been shy about throwing Brady under the bus in their losses saying things like oh we had players wide open or making other subliminal comments and so far Brady has taken it all in stride of course you know he he had hard coaching from Bill Belichick so he may be used to some of the way the coach is speaking to him it's just maybe a matter of the coach making it known to the media and the public of his opinion on his desire to let the quarterback know if, if this was your fault. However, could it also be a little bit of extra mustard and ketchup on the hot dog? Because Brady kind of forced Arian's hand and brought in a few renegade plays to the Bucks, such as Antonio Brown, AB, and also Gronkowski, after that one year retirement, getting away from the Patriot way, now to do it his way and Tom Brady's way in Tampa Bay. So they also added Leonard Fournette. And even before Antonio Brown joined the team, when asked about it earlier in the season, Arians was highly against it and didn't, didn't really seem interested in adding Antonio Brown. So well, Brown did end up joining the team. Now it's just a matter of how can this team, this offense, best utilize all these weapons because they definitely have the talent in theory. Now it's just a matter of the team chemistry, and getting everybody on the same page so the offense can run like a fluid machine, you know? And some of that is on Brady. Maybe in his age, he has lost some of his deep ball, fastball, or deep accuracy. You know, he has a lot of mileage on the arm. He has a lot of yardage on the arm. And he's also taken some abuse and hits here and there throughout his career. And also, the offense is... Coordinator Byron Leftwich best utilizing all that speed and talent he has on offense, especially with the running back committee. And you know, in that in that game, there was a few drops by Leonard Fournette, but for the most part, the running back the running back group for the Tampa Bay Bucs has been pretty good. They just haven't been given a lot of opportunities, or maybe as much opportunities they should have, as the Bucks seem to be. Hell bent on being a pass-heavy team or a home run team, or you know, be more explosive. Nothing, nothing's wrong with that. But you have to be able to complete those deep connections with Brady. You have to be able to protect Brady and give him time, and he has to have a few safety valves to dump or, or dump offs besides Gronkowski, who people make key on as a safety valve, and have a good receiver out the backfield, funnette or Jones, whoever can make consistent catches. So. We see what unfolds with the Buccaneers as they go into week 12 and they'll be facing the highly potent Kansas City Chiefs so that definitely is gonna be one of my games of the week and I will have a preview matchup of this game coming up so as many of y'all may have noticed there was a Thanksgiving NFL tradition that continued the turkey day games and usually on Thanksgiving you always see the detroit lions playing somebody and you always see the dallas cowboys playing somebody the, the only ironic part is when it's thanksgiving and the cowboys are playing the indians excuse me the Redskins excuse me the washington football team now that they always manage to put that put that in there somehow some way every thanksgiving that's why but the tradition did continue however there was one game rescheduled like i said with the ravens have a numbers of high, high positive cases in the organization with certain positions group like running back also certain staff members so they have decided to reschedule the Baltimore Pittsburgh game that should have been played on Thanksgiving that games being rescheduled to Tuesday night football so there'll be Tuesday night football in week 12 but the teams who did play the Houston Texans were able to defeat the Detroit Lions 41 to 25 and also, the Washington football team defeated the Dallas Cowboys, 41 to 16. So that was the Thanksgiving Day games. And one player who won't be seeing any more games this season is going to be the rookie Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Burrow was injured in the play in week in week 11, where he tore his ACL and his MCL. So he will be out for some time and possibly going into next season as well. We wish him a speedy recovery, and he was doing some great things for that Cincinnati organization. He just didn't have, I think, enough pieces around him yet, and, you know, they'll see how things unfold with him moving forward. Also, on Monday Night Football, there was the first all-black officiating team ever assembled in the NFL football game. So with this... First all-black officiating team, this was on Monday Night Football, and an interesting t- statistic for officials is out of 122 officials for the NFL, 36 of them are black men or men of color. So interesting stat and definitely good gesture or good thing to see by the NFL showing that they can have diversity in a all-black officiating team actually officiate a game and that was the first time it ever happened but who knows who's to say how how many more times it will happen and it will happen more often more frequently in other NFL news as I was speaking about the Ravens Lamar Jackson star quarterback of the Ravens has tested positive for COVID along with several players and staff including running back Mark Ingram and rookie running back Dobbins so this also, I believe, factored into the NFL deciding to reschedule this game, maybe to give players or certain staff members more time to heal or recover from COVID. And hopefully these players and everyone else who's been affected by COVID can heal as well and get better and stay healthy. So we we'll see how things progress with the Baltimore Ravens and several players contracting COVID or testing positive for COVID. And in shytown town it's a true reboot for Mitch Trubisky. And the true reboot of Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky 2.0. Now, after being benched by his coach for Nick Foles in the hopes of sparking and getting the offense clicking, the Chicago Bears will go back to Mitch Trubisky after uninspiring play by Foles, and I also believe he acquired an injury as well. So, Trubisky will get another shot to show that he's an NFL-caliber starting quarterback. And maybe this time it'll be different. There's not a lot of... The offense hasn't had a lot, of, a lot of playmakers or explosive plays on offense this year. But maybe maybe Trubisky will be able to redeem himself. Or maybe he won't, he won't be able to rise to the occasion. But it remains to be seen. And in a team like the Bears quarterback doesn't really have to overdo it as long as he puts the defense in comfortable positions and can score points when needed so we'll see what happens for Mitch Trubisky on his second go-round as an NFL starter and now in a, a surprising move, maybe surprising to him, maybe not the Houston Texans have decided to cut receiver Kenny Stills, not still a Texan So Kenny Stills, who's one of the receivers that the Texans were depending on with the departure of star receiver DeAndre Hopkins, they have now decided to cut their ties with Stills, and he's been on waiver-wise. So which team or will a team try to claim him off waiver-wise and pick him up for the rest of the season? We'll see. But maybe this is just another way the Houston Texans are admitting they should have never accepted those trade terms or ever traded Andre hopkins in the first place because even trying to bring in veteran receivers you already knew what you had in hopkins and the veteran receivers some of them had probably had injury issues they were a mystery and they they weren't able to translate film to performance to stats to scores and to yards on the field so Stills is not a Texan any longer. And in college news, college football news, can she kick it? Sarah Fuller of Vanderbilt Commodores will be the first female to play kicker in the Power Five Conference this Saturday as the Vanderbilt Commodores will take on the Missouri Tigers. So this is is showing you that some some programs And some conferences Some players Some coaches may, may be willing to allow women to play football In certain aspects or positions If they are capable of doing it So I think that's, that's I think that's a score for women's, women's rights So can she kick it We see Sarah Fuller Vanderbilt Y'all remember the name This is history in the making A woman playing Power 5 conference football at kicker. So we'll see what happens with this situation. And also, with the recent Thanksgiving holiday, the NFL has decided to close all facilities on Monday and Tuesday, the 11th, excuse me, November 30th and December 1st, as a way to try to curb the potential Thanksgiving spike of the coronavirus with so many NFL players spending time with friends, family, associates over the holiday. And so many cases have been have been also increasing nationwide since the holiday. So just a reminder for everyone, you still have to try to stay safe out there because this thing is still out there and it still can still affect you or family members. So the NFL will shut down all facilities Monday and Tuesday. November 30th, and Tuesday, December 1st, to try to limit or reduce potential COVID tracing, contamination, or spreading. So I think that's a good idea for the NFL. And coming up in my games of the week, the matchup previews, I'll be looking at the Tennessee Titans in the Indianapolis Colts. Also, the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. And lastly, the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. So, first up we have the Tennessee Titans versus the Indianapolis Colts. And when I break, break down the components of this game, as coach or offensive coaching, and offensive coordinator, I think these teams are pretty even. They both have pretty two pretty good coaches. When it comes to quarterback, I would give the edge to Tammy Hill over Phillip Rivers. I think sometimes Rivers tries to force the ball in tight windows or make ill-advised passes, they will come interceptions. Running back wise, I would also go with the Titans and King Henry for the way that he can gain momentum during the game and wear a team down by the third or fourth quarter where they won't want to tackle him and he'll be able to break tackles or break a long run when it comes to the wide receivers and tight ends i think these teams are pretty evenly matched with the colts having ty hilton also Pittman, also naheem hines in the passing game and also the tennessee titans have good physical receivers and tight ends with New Smith and A.J. Brown. So I think these receiving cores are pretty evenly matched. Offensive line-wise, I would give the edge to the Titans in their power run game. When it comes to D-line, I go with the Colts. The front seven, I'll go with the Colts. Defensive backs, I'll go with the Colts. However, the Tennessee Titans DBs can make some splash plays here and there. They just give up a lot of yardage. But the Colts are one of the best defenses in the league special team wise i believe these teams are pretty even and when it comes to the playbook i would go with the tennessee titans in their power run game, play action game and their in their passing game with nice physical receivers who can break tackles or outmuscle a receive outmuscle a cornerback for the ball also the tennessee titans the tennessee titans playbook they definitely stick to the script And they don't get off schedule. They won't change their formula just because the team gets an early lead. And I think that's important because it makes the defense play every aspect of your offense. The run game and the pass game throughout the whole game. And they have to always be mindful of Henry. So that opens up the passing game as well. Now, in my next matchup preview... The Kansas City versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. So the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the, le- the this is the legend in the making versus the living legend, Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Now Mahomes wants to probably get where Brady is one day with that amount of rings and championships. But he's definitely earning his stripes, paying his dues, and already becoming one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Based off his performance, his, the way he carries himself, his success on the field, the Super Bowl, and also the fat contract, half of <laughs> So, when it comes to the offensive coordinator and the coach, you can't forget about Eric Bieniemy and what Eric, what Eric Bien-Aimé is doing with this offense, along with Andy Reid. And right now, their offense seems to have a little more consistency than what Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich are doing. But Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich, when it comes together, it comes together. But when it doesn't come together, you can tell it's going to be an off game. Some of that may be on Brady. Some of that may be on them not being as creative as what you see with Kansas City so definitely give the edge there coach wise to the Kansas City Chiefs. QB wise, very even because Pat Mahomes is doing it now. He has the arm, he has the accuracy, he has the weapons and he 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 rarely he rarely has games where he's completely off. Brady has the experience, he has the pedigree, but right now he has the weapons, but he's not always able to connect with them, or sometimes he doesn't have the right protection for the time he's needed. It he may need a max protect instead of so many receivers going out. So, I would say the quarterback may give the slight edge to Pat Mahomes because of his 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 arm his arm strength and accuracy, also his ability to scramble and very close because Brady, like I said, has all the experience and he's basically seen every defense and knows, maybe able to know what a defense is trying to do to him. But the quarterbacking is even, but I would give a slight edge to Pat Mahomes at this stage in Brady's career. When it comes to running backs, honestly, I think the Bucks have a better running back core than the Kansas City Chiefs. I just don't think that the Bucs are willing to be patient throughout the game at least the first half and use them. Because if they really, I think, use those running backs the way they could and should, sometimes they could have both of them on the field at the same time. Or sometimes they could just feature one running back on this drive, switch it up, bring another one. But, the Kansas City Chiefs, on the other hand, they have Hilaire. He's more like a scat back, a receiver back. And they haven't really been using... They haven't really been using Bell very much, but we maybe in this game they might use him a little more. But we'll see how how it goes out. But I would give the edge to the Bucks with the running backs. They just have to use them. When it comes to the wide receivers and the tight ends, I would say these teams are even because they both they both have so many weapons at receiver. It's like Kansas City has Hill, Kansas City has Harmon, Kansas City has Kelsey. But the Bucks have A.B., they have Ed- Evans, they have Garwin, they have Gronk. So they both have great receivers great receivers and weapons. So I think that the receivers are even on these two matchups. When it comes to the O-line, you will go with, I will go with, the Kansas City Chiefs O-line over the Bucks O-line. But I've seen Brady get sacked far too many times this season. But like I said, maybe they just need to keep more people in and send out less receivers so he has a little more protectors but I would give the edge to the Chiefs there D-line I would give the edge to the Bucks with Sue with J- with JPP I would go with the Bucks D-line but they they have to remain physical law game and also try to get after Pat Mahomes front seven I will also go with the Bucks there defensive backs maybe even for these two teams Special team wise I would go with the Kansas City Chiefs and playbook wise I will go with the Chiefs. So stay tuned for my pick of that game coming up in block two Farrell next picks. And in my last matchup preview, the Chi Town Bears, now with Mitch Trubisky back at the helm, and the Green Bay Rodgers, I mean Packers. So in this game, classic matchup, NFL, offense versus defense. You have the Green Bay attack led by Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur, And they have the receivers. They have Adams. They have Lazard. They have Scantling. They have the running back coming on, Jones. So the QBs and the running backs, I would definitely go with the Packers in both of those categories. Receiver-wise, I do think Chicago has some underrated receivers, but they don't always get the ball in a timely manner and they don't always have the consistency but the the Chicago Bears do have like I said some underrated receivers now when it comes to wide receivers and tight ends i go with the, the uh, Green Bay Packers there offensive line wise I think those teams are both even at O-line D-line this is where everything flips Chicago's way starting with D-line Chicago Bears Front seven, Chicago Bears. Defensive backs, definitely Chicago Bears. Very opportunistic. Ball hawks. Strip strip the ball, hit the ball. These guys know how to create turnovers and put the offense in good positions if they can take advantage of it. Special team-wise, also go with the Bears here because one of the Bears receivers is also a running back and he's also one of the best return men in NFL history, and that's Cordell Patterson. So, what they can do with him, what they already doing with him, put him at every position. <laughs> and, I mean, he's setting NFL records for what he's doing. So, he's definitely a key of the Chicago Bears special team. And that's been a formula of the Bears in the 2000s when they've been successful. If you remember, they had another famous NFL return man, Devin Hester, number 23. So... Playbook-wise, I would go with the Green Bay Packers here, especially with Mitch Trubisky just coming back as a starter. What would the playbook look like? How is he going to have? What kind of chemistry will he have with the receivers? And what will it be like? So stay tuned for all my picks of Week 12, including Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night games, going into the NFL this weekend. Check out Block 2, Fair next Picks, coming up next. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show. NFL 2020 season, going into Week 12. Let's take a look at some of the games. One o'clock games. New York Giants at Cincinnati Bengals. So, Cincinnati just lost their star quarterback, Burrow. And New York Giants may be able to come in and get a defeat here. I got the Giants 20 over the Cincinnati Bengals 16. Cleveland at Jacksonville. Cleveland's been one of the better rushing teams this year. They have nice running backs with Hunt, and also that's the starting running back, you know who I'm talking about, and Jacksonville has been a team that's been very up and down this year, mostly down, and even though Cleveland doesn't really use their passing game like some people may have envisioned it, we'll see how the Cleveland Browns are able to rush over the Jacksonville Jags in this game for a victory, running back is Nick Chubb. Cleveland 27, Jacksonville 13. And then we have the Arizona Cardinals going to New England to take on the Patriots. Now, the Patriots have have been up and down this year, but the Cardinals have been one of the surprising teams. Kyler Murray showing a lot of great flashes of, of his talent, and also they added Hopkins, a big acquisition to go with the seasoned veteran, Larry Fitzgerald. Nice underrated passes, high high potent passing game, decent running back in Drake. They have some depth at running back as well. So how would the offense fare against that New England Patriots defense when for so long that's been a calling card for the Patriots, despite the COVID opt-outs, they still have a, a solid defense. But in this game, I believe the Cardinals will be able to contain Cam somewhat with their blitzing. They have a blitz package where they blitz a lot. And then they come out of it in the zone and kind of confuses quarterbacks a lot. And also, I think they'll win this game. Cards 31, New England 27. This should be a good game as well. And then we have one of my games of the week. The Tennessee Titans are going to take on the Indianapolis Colts. And in this game, I have physical matchup, we have the physicality of the Titans' receivers and definitely their running back. Physicality of the Colts' defense, one of the top defenses in the league. So, when these two forces come together, which team will reign supreme at the end of this game? And how will the Tennessee Titans' passing game be able to get yardage against the Colts' secondary? And when it comes to the flip side, how will Rivers perform against that Tennessee defense? So in this game, I do believe the Tennessee Titans will be able to defeat the Colts with a final score, Tennessee 28, Colts 20. And then we have a matchup of two young promising quarterbacks where the Colts with Herbert will take on Josh Allen. And in this game, I believe that Buffalo defense will be able to slow down Herbert, even though he may have impressive passing yardage. And I do believe that the Buffalo offense will be able to get enough points to edge the, the Chargers with a final score. Chargers 24, Buffalo 26. And then we have the Miami versus New York Jets. And in this game, I believe Miami will defeat the Jets with a final score of 17-10. And also, in four o'clock games, New Orleans at Denver. And in this game, I believe New Orleans will be able to defeat Denver with a final score: New Orleans 23, Denver 17. And we have the 49ers going to face off against the Rams. The 49ers are getting some of their talent back. And in this game, I do believe the Rams will continue their winning ways, defeating the 49ers with a final score of Los Angeles Rams 30, San Fran 49ers 24. And one of my other matchups of the week, games of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, this game hopefully will be as advertised. Explosive offenses, good teams, good cores, good starters, good depth on these teams. Also, it should be like a chess match. We'll see how it pans out. I have the Chiefs 31 over the Bucks 26. And then we have Chicago Bears, now with Mitch Trubisky, going against the Green Bay Packers. I have the Chicago Bears defeating the Packers with a final score of Chicago 23, Green Bay 19. And also, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I have Seattle 34 over the Eagles 16. And in a Tuesday night football game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where I actually have Baltimore losing with a final score of Baltimore 20, Pittsburgh 31. And this concludes another episode of the Robbie You Sports 2 Show. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Hate. No, I don't hate if you hit on Block You. Thanks for listening. Check you on the next one. Peace.